Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, listeners. Yeah, you guys. The good guys. Whether you're sitting in a palace or a hut, or a spaceship. I'm talking to you. Asking the questions that you've been afraid to ask. The real tricky stuff, like, why do tears fall when I watch Terms of Endearment? Why do I giggle when I'm tickled by the feathers of my exotic birds? Why does laughter come when I watch Carolina fall down steps? That was like four years ago. But Carolina, we laughed so hard <laughs> in front of you. But also after you left, there were some great imitations in the office of what you looked like. I actually got a concussion and I actually had to Questions go... like, why do I forget my nightmares? Why do I remember what my granny had inside her blue robe? What did your granny have inside her blue robe? Tits and a butt. She flashed me by accident. It was a long time ago. By, by accident? What happened? Well, I was a young kid. I was just taking the trash out. And she was grabbing the mail, and she looked at me, slowly opened her robe, and then shut it and went inside. That I don't think that was by accident, then. Sounds like she just flashed you. Hmm. Well, let's add that to my list of questions. Why did my grandmother flash me? Why are people colorblind? Why does Baxter have night terrors? So... I'm sorry, who are these questions for? Because there's a lot of them. I've got another question. Why does it take Carolina so long to get the point? Okay. Today we're talking to a real-life brain scientist to get all those answers and then some. 
we'll learn the inner workings of the mind, that dark, cavernous space we rarely go. We use our minds to think, but we never use our minds to think about our minds. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that what therapy is or self-help books are for? I think we actually do think about the inner workings of our mind. And I think we don't. And it is my show. You know that phrase, it's not brain science. Well, this is brain science. Actually, the phrase is, it's not rocket science. (sighs) Carolina, can I talk to you for a second over here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. What is your deal, lady? I'm I'm just trying to make sure what you're saying is accurate. Well, you're coming off as a real you-know-what. Ron, I'm sorry. It's just that I'm... You're sorry? Yes. Look, can we just make a pact that for the rest of the day, whatever I say, okay, whatever you think of it, Mm -hmm. whatever your judgment is going to be, you just agree with me, all right? Even if you think, oh, it's so dumb, Ron, or it's so weird, or... Oh, look, I have a bookshelf, and I know how to use a compass. Um, and if I don't, is this going to affect my salary? It absolutely will affect your salary. Great. Okay? Okay, fine. Got it. Just go with the flow. All right. I'll just agree today. What's the name of the podcast, by the way? The Ron Burgundy Podcast. It's not called the Carolina Podcast, is it? No, it's not. Because it's my podcast, and just support me. Okay. I want to feel supported. You're supported. I'm going to support you. Okay. okay. To our listeners, sorry for the pause. Carolina and I had a meeting about accounting. Yeah, just a quick meeting to discuss some disagreements. Today we're sitting down with a brain scientist, Dr. Milstein. He's smarter than almost all of us, I promise. There is a strong chance that if you're listening to this, he's smarter than you. And if that pisses you off, I get it. It made me a little angry just thinking about it. I mean, he's not smarter than me. God, I'm getting angry again. All right, Ron, try to be a professional. You know what, Nick? Cut to commercial. I've got to go scream this out. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. You're listening to the Ron Burgundy Podcast, and I'm on a mood stabilizer, so I feel much better. Um, Here we are with a real-life brainiac in the studio, Dr. Milstein, the brain scientist, he knows what's inside your brain. Pretty crazy stuff. How are you, Dr. Milhouse? I'm doing good. It's actually uh, Milstein, but thank you. Thanks Milstein. for having me. I'm sorry. Yes. I, you know what? I wrote that incorrectly. Doctor, what exactly is your official title? Uh, so I am a scientist. Yes. And so uh, what I do now is I take a lot of the latest cutting-edge studies, things that are being discovered, and analyze them and try to get them out to doctors and people who want to know about how to live better, how to optimize their brain, keep it healthy. So you're not a physician? No, not a physician, a scientist. Okay. Yeah. But if, like, I had a heart attack right now, you could save, you have some medical training, you could save my life? Uh, I would probably call 911. Oh, really? Yeah, and maybe attempt CPR. All right. Yeah. Have you ever taken a CPR class? I did. I did, yes, in college. Carolina, have you? Yeah, you asked me to. Okay, good. Um, let me ask you this question. I know there's a lot of information on the amount of sleep we get, right? So why do I need 14 hours of sleep every night? <laughs> Is that Do you get 14 hours of sleep every At night? At least. At least? Yeah. 
that's a lot of sleep. That's uh, you might want to. Would you say that's borderline too much? I would. That would be a concern. Oh, I thought I was doing great. Yeah. You so, always say I need to make sure I get my fourteen. And I'll say I nailed it last night. I got sixteen and a half. So that's not that's not the way to go. Right. So sleep is definitely very important for the brain. Right. But we're looking at more the right amount as opposed to too much or too little. So 14 would be, you'd want to check in with your personal doctor. So during sleep, what does the brain do? It's recharging, regenerating, just literally resting? Uh, so it's it's actually amazing what, what we've learned is that yeah. it's not just resting. It's actually going through almost like a program, a sequence. And so one thing that's amazing is that when you're asleep, your brain actually shrinks down to Whoa. about 65% of its current size and squeezes out of the brain cells trash, toxins, and waste. Wow. And it squeezes all that out okay. into that empty space. And, and, then, then, and where does that go? So then fluid comes up from your spinal cord and washes your brain. So every night you have a brainwash. So that's why it's so important to sleep. And then that waste and trash exits. This isn't true. This is true. There's I, no I could, way this I could, is true. <laughs> I could show you a picture. This That's is absolutely incredible. True. Yeah, this is this is cutting edge. Uh, yes, just getting into the medical textbook. So the brain shrinks shrinks down down to sixty five percent of yeah. its. Yeah, it sounds like a size. horror movie, but it's real. Is there any chance that when the brain expands back, that it would go, it would start to explode out of your head? Uh, that's not a concern. No, oh, okay. but but uh, but it's a it's a dynamic process. It pulsates. And it uh, squeezes out all that trash and toxins and waste. Out of curiosity, what if you have a spinal cord injury? Would that affect the process? That's a great question. So that is a concern, is that anyone who has a spinal but, cord what, injury... Why was her question so great and mine wasn't so great? I, I should have said that. you had That was a great question, okay. too. Okay, okay. Yeah. go ahead. Both great. Yeah. Um, the concern can be that if that fluid is not making its way to the brain, that mm-hmm. the washing might not be as, as effective. And so you could keep toxins inside your body... Yeah. So what we're learning is, is that even things like dementia, which mm-hmm. is very complex or someone losing their memory, mm-hmm. that's why sleep is so important is because that buildup of toxins and trash, mm-hmm. we need to wash it out every night while we're sleeping. Got it. Is this why there's a new trend to drink your own spinal cord fluid? I haven't heard that. I, I think that would not be a good idea. Because I, I could have sworn that's, you know, a lot of professional athletes are now drinking their own spinal cord fluid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that, but that. uh yeah, would not be a good idea. Okay, and so during sleep time, uh, what is the average man's risk for being incepted? Incepted? Mm-hmm. Meaning? Like the movie Inception? Oh, Inception. I actually haven't seen that movie. So you mean... you mean uh, Someone in... sneaking into your brain uh-huh. and, 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 and planting, planting ideas. like bad ideas inside your head. A lot of times when Ron makes a mistake, he says, oh, oh. I was incepted. Right, right. I, the the statistics on that I'm not aware of. I would say they're extremely low uh, to zero. But I would say that uh, well, what we can learn while we're sleeping is pretty interesting. Because Inception is based on a true story, so I don't know if it said that, but I'd like Doctor, I'd like you to tell that to Chris Nolan. Uh, one area though that is you can there's some interesting research you might be able to learn while you're asleep. Oh. Some some maybe a word you here or there. You process the information. That you, you might process there. it. Yeah, interesting. Like a foreign yeah. language or so though, that that's, or CPR. Uh, foreign language, I wish that was true, but it seems like maybe you could learn a word here or there. You know it would be fun to take CPR in a foreign language because then you'd kill two birds with one stone. That is I, a good idea. I, I'll put yeah. it on your list. So you're having a dream. Mm-hmm. Let's say you die in your dream. Does that kill you like in Freddy Krueger's Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, no, that does, not, that does not kill you. No, not, If you die in your dream? Yes. So, yeah, your dreams are not, uh, not based on what happens in your in what's going to happen to you in your day-to-day. Oh, that is a relief. 
That is an absolute relief. Um, the other day, I forgot to have my cup of morning Joe, mm-hmm. right? And wouldn't you know it, I punched a hole through this wall. Uh, what What the heck is that about? Uh, not getting that morning caffeine? Yes. Uh, well, caffeine is something that is very helpful in, you know, wakes you up. People can help them with their mood. Right. So it's possible that if you that were, I had a bit of a mood swing. You had a bit of a mood swing right. without your uh, your morning morning coffee that you're Well, because I'm getting 14 hours of sleep, and it takes me, what would you say, another three hours to get out of my groggy state? Yeah, I don't usually understand what you're talking about until three cups of coffee. Yes. But you've said some really sweet things, and then after coffee you say... I get... I become a normal, rational human being. Yes, exactly. Doctor, when you scan my brain, what color is it? Uh, So, Is it necessarily a color? It depends what type of scanning you're using, but you're usually looking at things like white matter and gray matter. So it usually would come up in a scan as white or gray. Um, But there are ways that now they do scans where there's colors that represent different parts of the brain or different connections. So there's, they, the computer assigns colors to different parts of the if brain. You, if you scan someone's brain, can you tell if they're a white hat or a black hat? That's a term we just learned in cybersecurity where a black hat is a bad hacker and a white hat is yes. a protective so, hacker. Thank you. That was a good question, right? That was a good question. Yes. I, I don't believe so. No, I don't think you can do that. I mean, if I was in a bad mood and you scan my brain, would it be red because I'm uh, angry? Uh, so when you're in certain moods, agitated, certain parts of your right. brain, blood flows to that part of the brain. Oh, okay. And so that you can pick that up on a brain scan and say, oh, this person is angry or that they're more in a calm state. So those types of things you can't see on a brain scan. Um, Carolina here is a pathological liar. Okay. So what does her brain look like? I normally would disagree with this, but I made a pact with Ron earlier. So yeah, let's go with it. What does the brain look like of somebody who's a pathological liar? In other words, Carolina's brain. What would it look like? Uh, you know, on one hand, we learn a lot from brain scans, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to just look at a brain scan and make that sort of conclusion that this person is a sure. pathological liar. Um, but our ability to control parts of our brain, our emotions, mm-hmm. uh, it really comes from this part of our, our brain right here behind our forehead, our prefrontal cortex. Uh-huh. So. That would be something that could be investigated is the size and the strength of that part of the brain. Should Um, you get a brain scan like once a week just to uh, stay on top of things? uh, That would not be recommended. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. If someone, say Ron, may have exaggerated something. um, Here we go again. And he believed it. Highly doubtful. Go ahead. Then he believed that it was the truth. Right. So some liars believe their own lies eventually. Right. Is that from a deep-seated sort of root that they keep using, or? By the way, she's referring to the fact that I won the Heisman Trophy. You see, in nineteen seventy, that is a hard. It's a hard Southern Methodist University. Okay. Uh, so something that's really interesting about memory and what we think is reality mm-hmm. is that every time. So when you have a memory, mm-hmm. when you have an experience, you make like a when I ran for one hundred and forty-seven yards, right, when against that... Baylor. Right. right. When something like to that. To win the Cotton Bowl? When, mm-hmm. That memory? That memory. Yes. yes. So if we go back to what happened in, what was it, 1978? 1978. The moment that happened, your brain made a connection. Every mm-hmm. time you rethink of it, you revisit that connection. I rethink of my 78-yard touchdown run and you to win re- the game in overtime? form the connection. Yes. And so every time you revisit it, you actually reform the connection. So you'll notice when people retell stories, uh-huh. the stories change, uh-huh. but they believe what they're telling you right. because they're revisiting the most recent version 
of the connection as opposed to what happened in the moment they made the connection. So, so that's they why they remember their memory. Right. That's they remember their memory. That's why witness testimony is very flawed. Mm. That's oh. why two people experience the same event right. and years later they have very they different have very versions, different account. Very yes. different accounts of it. Yes. Yeah. So memory is very strange. It's not really you're not revisiting what actually happened, right. but the last time you thought of it. Because some people come to me and and say, "No, you didn't run for seventy a seventy two yard touchdown. You ran a sixty eight yard touchdown." Right. And then a lot of people come up to me and say. You were never at that game. You right. never played college football. And that's their memory of it, of what happened. Right. That's true. Uh, where in my brain are my taste buds? Oh, that's a good question. So uh, your taste buds are actually in your mouth. Okay. On your, and, they're oh. mo- and many of them are actually in your nose. So when you're tasting things and you plug your nose... Uh, you have a very hard time tasting. Most of taste sensation is actually through the nose. The nose is actually connected very closely to the brain. So the sensory of smell is right here uh, below your nose. So, so is, is that why a lot of the world's top chefs, when they're you know sampling their, their dish before it's about to be uh, plated, will shove a portion of it up their nose to taste it? So the nose, I'm not sure if they do that, but they, what I do know is that the nose is very connected to the brain and the sense of smell. And so it's right there. Your, your brain is right here at the top of your nose. Right. And that's the chemicals from the food actually, they go in the air and they attach right there and that your brain makes sense brain of what processes that smell is. Processes that. Yeah. How could I train my taste buds, well, my brain to like lettuce, to tell my taste buds, oh, you love lettuce? I guess you could make an association with right. lettuce that's a positive thing, something that you like about something else. Every oh, time you eat lettuce, so every time I eat lettuce, I'll think of the joy of when I won the Heisman Trophy yeah, you could do in that. 1978. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, then that, that moment. I'll eat more lettuce. Yeah. Um, do you do experiments on mice? I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. How, I'm not cu- doing... how cute are they? Uh, I, I think they're pretty cute. They they can be. Yeah, they yeah. can be cute. Yeah. And so I when I, I was... Sometimes are you about to, you know hook a mouse up to an electrode and like, he's too cute, I can't do it. Um, there's definitely, or shove a sensor up its butt or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I love animals and it's it's a, it, and I currently don't do any animal research. Right, right, right. But I, I always try to remind myself of the greater good for humans, but, yes. I, but at the same time, it's, it's tough, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. And what was your, what was a <laughs> successful, oh, Ron? Just thinking about a mouse. Oh. Okay. A mouse I met. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, Caroline. What were you saying? What is... Give me, it'll give me a chance to compose myself. What's a successful mouse experiment that you've done where mice have taught us about something? Uh, so specifically that I've done or... Or in... anyone has done that was interesting to you. Oh uh, well, wow! There's, there's so these what we talked about the brainwash. Sure. That was initially discovered in animals like oh, mice, and then it was, and then moved up into understanding humans. So, uh, there is quite a bit of what we understand starts at the level of so things start in dishes essentially with cells, mm-hmm. and then if that is understood, then it goes to the next level. Oftentimes, right. something like a worm or a fruit fly, sure. and then it moves up up the ladder until right. we can make sure that this is valid information that can be helpful for Wait, people. so you're doing tests on fruit flies? Yeah, I used to do fruit fly research. Yeah, that's a lot of our genetic studies come, believe it or not, from, from analyzing flies. And has anyone ever incredible. cloned a fly before? Uh, yeah, so they, that, that has happened. <gasps> yeah, so so that, that's where the, so they're, they've cloned sheep, things right. like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that's a, those are tricky experiments because mm-hmm. there's some issues there about how healthy the clone is. Right. Yeah. Uh, doctor... <sighs> Sometimes I lose myself to dance. Mm-hmm. How can I stop that? 
I would not stop that. I would, you know, they looked at a study where they found that essentially one of the best things you can do for your brain is of any your activity body. is dance. Oh, is dancing. <gasps> they wow. actually took people who are older really? and they said, what can we do to make these people have younger brains? And they tried all different activities, exercise, you name it. Right. Nothing was better than dancing. Because it's a combination of physical and creative. Physical, mental, social. The whole thing. Feel wow. good. It's 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 everything you want to do for your brain in one activity. Oh my god. Yeah, so don't don't give that up. So dance like a fool. Dance like a fool. Well, I won't feel so guilty when I, you know, in the middle of a It's been kind of distracting. Airplane flight I just stand up and like that was, that's boogie. That was crazy. Yeah. Yes. We're heading to San Jose, people. Nonstop to San Jose. Let's dance the whole time. Yeah. They usually yeah. ask me to sit down yeah, and be quiet, would, but Yeah. When I hear the song Bad Girls by Donna Summer, I have to dance, okay? I have no choice. Is my brain a mere servant for Donna's beats? How do I get free of her control? Or what, I guess you would argue don't don't free yourself. Uh, so there's two things I think right. you we're talking about, which is one is why why when you hear a beat do you want to move? Well, specifically Donna Summer. Donna Summer specifically. Yes, bad girl. Are you talking about earworms? This idea that a song you can't get out of your head. How do you get out of your head? That sort of the question. Or why is Donna Summer? Well, I would never put a worm in my ear. <laughs> there's that is term. that what you mean? No, there's a term that oh. uh, you know when you have a song stuck in your head and you oh, can't. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They, right. That's they, right. they call that an earworm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And why does that happen? Um, so there's been these really interesting studies where they found that your brain loves to predict what's going to happen next in a uh-huh. song. And a lot of these songs that are so catchy, they're not quite predictable. And so your brain wow. is constantly replaying oh. that little piece over and over again to try to make sense of why it wasn't quite exactly what your brain expected. Okay. And it goes on a loop. So your, your brain. brain finds comfort in predicting the next pattern. Yes. Something, your something brain along lo- those Your lines. brain loves to predict the next thing. That's gotcha. why... Uh, you know, when you're driving work to home, home to work, and you say, how did I get here? Your brain loves that predictability. Mm. It loves to go that into routine. autopilot. Yeah, it, it loves to go into autopilot. Because so the thing, brain gets a chance to, to check out? Essentially, yeah, it goes into what we call autopilot or habit mode. And so uh, you're, when something is surprising or new, your brain can become fixated on it. Now, I wonder with GPS, is that affecting the brain's ability to remember how to get home? Uh, there, there's some... They did this study with taxi drivers who had right. to learn London, and it seemed like there's something good about finding your way using directions, and it actually can be helpful to the brain. It's possible we could be losing that. Predictability, <sighs> this makes me think of monogamy. So mm-hmm. how, because the Which brain- Which Carolina is not, she's never been in a monogamous relationship in her life. Continue. Um, yeah. Thus the song Bad Girls. Uh, yeah, I like- Beep, beep. Aw, toot, toot. Do you think the brain likes predictability, obviously? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a monogamous relationship... Get to the point, jeez. Do you think that the brain likes the monogamy, but also it obviously, when you have a song stuck in your head, likes the new thing that they can't predict? So how does that affect monogamy versus a, a new person? Uh, so love in the brain is something that's been analyzed quite a bit in the last few years. And so... There is this, there's different stages of love. There's early love where you're excited, it's new mm-hmm. and exciting. And then it kind of calms down. There's kind of the sweatpants phase of love where sure. people get uh, more comfortable. And that can be a good thing, but it can get a little monotonous. Right. And so what is often recommended based upon the brain is that keep doing new and surprising mm-hmm. things. Go new places, see a new movie, go to a new restaurant, because mm-hmm. that element of surprise causes uh, dopamine release in the brain and mm-hmm. actually helps keep the relationship exciting. Sure. So. 
So, doctor, I'm a guy who likes to go with my gut. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it. I got it. You like my hair? Just bought it. What does my brain have to do with my gut instinct? So that's that's really one of the most exciting areas of brain science right now, which is that what's happening down here in your this gut connection. is this connection. Right. And so a big part of that is that you have trillions of bacteria living in your gut. Right. And those bacteria are releasing chemicals. And we all have different types of bacteria. Those different chemicals can stimulate uh, nerves that send signals to the brain. So, th- so the idea of the gut instinct, there is a real connection that you should listen to that. Uh, so we're not sure yet if you should be completely listening to okay. your gut, but your gut is sending signals to your brain. So one, are you a, do you like chocolate? Uh, I'm a chocoholic. Chocoholic. Yes. So people who are chocoholics oftentimes have certain types of bacteria in their gut. Okay. They're actually sending signals to their brain saying, go get some chocolate. Go, okay. uh, our mood, our anxiety, uh, our feelings of stress complex, but what's happening in our gut bacteria sends signals and can impact how we're feeling. So it's a really, we wouldn't think that, but what's happening down here in our gut has this really fascinating relationship with our brain. So when you feel your stomach drop, or you feel that sinking feeling of you're scared, or you're anxious, or you have to go to work, um, you, that's connected to you. What what are you, what are you implying? Sometimes it. You have a sinking feeling in your gut? A little bit. Then just eat some chocolate. So the, that's your advice for literally everything. Well, is it bad? It's no, it's good advice actually. It's positive yeah. reinforcement at the very least. So we used to always think that, for example, if you're stressed or worried, that that was happening from your brain, and then you would get an upset stomach. And that's true. That's still very true. But now we realize it's a two-way street. So what can happen is is that your gut can be off, and then that can send signals to your brain that make you nervous or worry. So it's this idea that they're these two organs are talking to each other. And so nutrition affects our moods a lot. Yeah, so that's what we're learning is what we eat can have an impact. It, it's very it's not the only thing that impacts sure. our mood, but what we eat determines what types of bacteria live there mm-hmm. and then what type of bacteria live there can impact how your mood is. Um, I forget everyone's birthday. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I've never remembered a birthday in my life. How can I remember one? I just need to remember one, my own. How do you remember your own birthday? Uh, remembering your own birthday, usually when things are repeated over and over again, they get deeper. That gets into locked your, in. It gets locked in. Uh, writing it down and revisiting it can be helpful. So right. putting it on a post-it note. The more we see things, making it emotional. Making it's, it, you can't say your birthday is every Friday. I've had to wish you a happy birthday. Well. He loves the attention of the cake and the candles. I've gotten used to it. To have my birthday every Friday. And that's the repeated behavior again. Right, right. My brain loves it. But subsequently, I've for- actually forgotten the yeah. actual date of my own birthday. Yeah. Huh. Well. Fascinating. Yes. Um, so, will we ever develop powers of ESP in uh, our brains? That's a good question. Um, I would say not in the near future, no, uh, in terms of evolution. But like next year? Not, no, not, not, not in, the, in the near. Not oh, in the I thought near, you meant like future. next yeah, week. Yeah, not in yes. the, not, and not any time in, in, evolution is very, very slow. Okay. So. God, that, that's a shame. I know. But we know so little about the brain mm-hmm. that there is, you know, a lot of hope for understanding more and tapping into things. And everyone, you hear this like we only use X percent of our brain. Right. What, what would you, you know? Yeah, so that's 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 considered one of the biggest myths right. in brain science. 
uh, that's based upon this idea that you're only using 10% of your yes. brain, but you're really using your whole brain. You're using all- That's what I've always said. Yeah, you're using the whole thing. But your ability to learn more is almost uh, limitless. limitless. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Even with age. Uh, even with age, many parts of learning actually in you know, the ability to learn new things, to analyze things can get better with age. So you oh, can teach yeah. a new dog old tricks. Yes, yeah. The brain old is dog, con- new tricks. Yeah, constantly rebuilding, remodeling. So it's, a, it's You can teach a, an old, old dog, dog new, new tricks. tricks. Yes. Yes. We're teaching Ron some sayings. Yes. What was the other saying we were working on? You said, um, this isn't my first... Rodeo. But you said my first merry-go-round. Yes. Sayings are fun. Is that a sign of intelligence? Uh, I guess referencing things. I yeah. Can, yeah. Huh. What about um, if you can name, like, all the teams in the NFL? Is that a sign of intelligence? Uh, you know, intelligence is many different things, but recall, memory, that's a, that's a part of it, part of intelligence. But many different things are involved in intelligence. So here's a big question. It's been put out there by certain pundits that our current president is cuckoo. Where do you stand on that? On your, on your analysis from afar, is he a crazy man? Um, you know, or is he crazy like a fox? So, th- is that the saying? <laughs> I think that is the saying. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, nailed it. Usually, so psychologists, which yes. is different than what I do, I think they're uh, they try not to analyze people unless they've met them. That's that's essentially the credo in the, the making that an makes assess- sense. making that sure. assessment. And so, um, even though I'm a pretty good judge of a character from afar, right, right, right. I'll often walk into a crowded room and just go, "I don't like you, bozo, <laughs> narcissist." Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Sorry to keep interrupting. Go no, ahead. no, no. Those, yeah. are the, the, but those terms like narcissist or right. or psychopath, we throw yes. those terms around, but really to actually. Um, know if somebody truly is that term in general you have to you'd have to sit, sit with the sit person down and, and talk to them and really some... and have a professional really analyze them hmm. yeah okay well wow. doctor thank you so much for spending time with us here on the ron burgundy podcast we have learned so much you've it's really fascinating you've put to rest a lot of questions that we had and um uh we wish you continued success oh thank you for having me i really appreciate being here and we'll have more right after this commercial bake Break. Bleh. My brain's tired. I know. On the Ron Shurgandy podcast. Okay. Hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Ron Burgundy Podcast, and here are my final thoughts. Carolina, I have to say something now that Dr. Milstein's gone. Now that he's out of here, I just, mm-hmm. I have to say something controversial. I I really didn't think he was that smart. Really? And I think some of his words were made up. I'm serious. He just, he seemed a little smug. Don't you think? I mean, does he think he's smarter than us? I I think he's smarter than us. I mean, he he's a professional scientist. Wow. You, you think he's smarter than me? After all I've taught you? I'm sorry, what What do you think you've taught me? What have I taught you? Yeah, I mean... Um, let me think. Um, how about how to play green sleeves on the jazz flute? How to take a whore's bath? Oh, yeah. Um, how to wash under my car? How to wash eight mildly aggressive Dobermans? Um, what else? Oh, how to shine 15 candelabras? Uh, how to wire money to an offshore bank. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop right there. I mean, 
Yes, that's true. You did teach me uh, some of those things. And that's something a brain scientist wouldn't know how to do, right? Let's face it. Sure. You're right. Yeah. Those are some skills that you yeah. don't learn in school. I mean, we should hand that guy the garden hose and put him in my backyard with the Dobermans, see if he can even wash one of them. Right. Yeah, those are I'm scary. telling you, those animals, they hate smarty pants. If they can detect a smarty pants in the room, they will go for the jugular. Oy. All right. For my listeners out there, thank you for your business. It was a pleasure as always. And to any know-it-alls listening out there, I hope today taught you that you don't know it all. In fact, you don't know from Shinola. And with that, adieu. The Ron Burgundy Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Funny or Die. I'm Ron Burgundy, the host, writer, and executive producer. Carolina Barlow is my co-host, writer, and producer. Our producers are Jack O'Brien, Nick Stumpf, Miles Gray, and Whitney Hodak. Our executive producer is Mike Farron. Our consulting producer is Andrew Steele. Our coordinating producer is Colin McDougall. Our associate producers are Anna Hosnier and Sophie Lichterman. Our writer is Jake Fogelmans. Our production coordinator is Hannah Jacobson. This episode was engineered, mixed, and edited by Nick Stump. Until next time, this is Ron Burgundy. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.